You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 18. Okay, have you ever met someone and you ask them, what do you do? And then you had to sit through this really awkward like five minutes of rambling while they went to tell you about like their hobbies and like the six different business ideas they have, but then they're doing this and then you have no idea because it has nothing to do with these other things, right? So I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but a lot of women who are starting out in business tend to take on way too many projects. They'll have like this side MLM they're doing. They'll have this blog that they're trying to write. They're also a buyer for a fashion boutique that they want to start. Or maybe they do like dog walking on the weekends. I don't know. But there are a lot of women in business who I know could be more effective if they would just hone in on their one thing. Like what's the one thing that you're super good at that you are known for that you do like a boss? Like what's the one thing, right? An elevator pitch is a really good way to force you to choose one thing because basically an elevator pitch is a 30-second rehearsed bio about who you are, what you do, and why they should care. And so if you're trying to throw in all of the things that you're doing, it's not going to be very intriguing and it might be quite overwhelming for the listener. So I think the term elevator pitch actually came from, you know, if you were to walk into an elevator with some strangers or other business people and they were to ask you, so what do you do? Could you explain it by the time the elevator got to the next floor and had to stop and let people off, right? So keep that in mind as you are thinking about and crafting your elevator pitch. But I actually had the benefit of being able to go to an elevator pitch class a couple of years ago where they had copywriters and professional writers there to help us identify who we are, what we did, and how to explain it in a way that was exciting and concise and left room for curiosity. So there's a few different tips when you are going through and deciding on your elevator pitch. The first thing is you need to identify the goal. So think about the objective of what you're trying to convey to this new person and what your goals are. Are you maybe trying to make a connection? Is this a potential lead or customer or client? Are you wanting to network and do bigger things with them professionally? You can tailor this depending on who you're talking to. And you better believe that my pitch changes slightly depending on who I am talking to. So the next thing is you want to make sure that you explain what you do. You can describe your organization or how you help people, how you serve. It can be, you know, as technical as you want, but usually if you are using more curiosity tactics, people will ask you follow-up questions, which is what you want. So one of the things is like sometimes you can say your elevator pitch and it's so concise and so clear. They're just like, cool. You almost want to craft it in a way that when you tell them what it is that you do, that they're like, what? (laughs) Like, what do you mean? But not so confusing that that they're like, you're completely in left field and you are a crazy person. Um, for example, I am an event planner. I host women's only dance parties. And I also have a blog and social media business, right? So there's these three pieces to the one thing that I'm doing. And it was very hard for me in the beginning to explain that because I would get into the jargon of like, I'm a professional blogger. And so, you know, that means I work with brands and create party content. And I also do women's only dance parties and I sell tickets to that and da, 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 right? It just got to be way too confusing. So I chose to hone in on my one thing. And at this pitch class that I was at, they taught us how to create that curiosity. And so my elevator pitch is actually 
what is on the front of my Instagram bio. And it's, I'm the hostess of the ultimate high-end women's only dance parties. And I love that because it's literally seven seconds and it just gives them enough information for them to say, okay, women's only dance parties, ultimate girls night out, hostess event planner, like what? (laughs) Right? So it says what I do, but, but it also leaves a lot of room for curiosity and for them to ask me follow-up questions, right? So that's something that you want to think about when you are crafting your elevator pitch. Now, it doesn't always have to be that sneaky or, you know, um, curiosity-driven. You can also think about what it is that you're selling and talk about that, like how you serve people in a little bit more specific way. So you can highlight your unique aspects of what you do or The things that make you different from other people in the industry is a good way to go. But it's something that, again, it comes with time. And if you really want to get good at crafting your elevator pitch, you have to work on it over and over and over. And you can kind of see as you say it what resonates with people and keep note of of the things that don't resonate when you feel like you're rambling or when people are, are clearly like dozing off and they're just not interested. Maybe take those parts out. Another way that you can do this is you can engage with a question. Like, have you ever heard of women's only dance parties? Um, That's a good way for them to be like, wait, what? No, I haven't. And then you can go into your elevator pitch of like, oh, I'm the hostess and event planner of the ultimate girls night out women's only dance parties. Another way to do that is to end with a question so that you can either flip it back on them, asking them what they do. Or you can ask a follow-up question at the end, like, have you heard of that? And get them to engage a little bit more. But typically, if you do your elevator pitch right, people will have follow-up questions for you. Or they'll try to think of people they know that do what you do. Or do you know this person in the industry to make some sort of a connection with you? So the main thing is you just want it to be compelling enough and exciting enough that it's not boring people and making them yawn. And they're like, okay, cool. That's why it has to be short and concise. And I think by organizing your thoughts, it's another way to provide detailed information that's specific to what you do. But again, like you thought it out, this is well rehearsed, and you'll come across as a professional in the industry instead of somebody who's just kind of winging it and throwing it together. And honestly, the difference between a lot of successful people is that they just have it put together. They practice the parts what they need to present and they understand the power of leveraging a network and building that community. So if you aren't going to meetups, if you aren't putting yourself in a position to actually give an elevator pitch and to put yourself out there to make new friends in business, in your industry, in complementary industries, you're missing a huge opportunity and you're kind of selling yourself short. So remember that as you are coming up and crafting this elevator pitch, that there's a bigger purpose. And it's definitely not what it's what it isn't is a sales pitch. Like you're not trying to sell someone your product. And I think a lot of people are really desperate and an elevator pitch is not a sales pitch. Like there's just, it's not the right time or the right place, you guys. So make sure that you are just trying to leverage and connect, which is why, you know, once you've explained your thing and answered any follow-up questions about your elevator pitch, you always want to flip it and say, tell me about you. Like, what do you do? And then think of a way that you can connect with them. Think of people you know who they may know, because that's the magic of networking. And again, sometimes it's not even the person you're meeting. 
Maybe it's a person like three steps away from them who you know and they know mutually that, again, having this wider pool of networking contacts, you're going to have opportunities come to you and people can present people who are solutions to your problems, right? So in business, I think, especially as women, like we have this this thing sometimes where we feel like we are at a disadvantage to men. And I feel like in some ways we do. But to be honest, like when I see men in business, not only are they hustling for themselves, but they are helping their brothers out. And it is inspiring. It's like, whoa, like if women did business like men, like women would freaking rule the world, which we're pretty close. And I'm pretty sure we just need a little bit more collaboration instead of trying to just do it on our own. Like, I don't need any help. I got this. Like that is only hurting us. Men are master networkers typically, and they are so good at creating introductions and let me help you find a solution by this guy I know, or do you know this person who could help you? Or, Hey, do you guys know somebody who can help me with that? You know, it's so, so important to create communities where we are helping each other because honestly, by helping each other, the high tide rises all of the ships. And so, yes, we're talking about elevator pitches today, but I do just want to mention this little tangent about, you know, use it to build your network. Use it to learn about other people when they tell you their elevator pitch so that you can network and try to help connect and lift those around you. Um, If you have an elevator pitch, I would absolutely love to hear it. Feel free to drop it in the comments below, or if you aren't yet, you can click on the information in the show notes to join my Party Planner Academy group, and I'd love for you to share your elevator pitch in there as well. But until next time, I'll see you guys on the next episode.